good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat podcast, episode 67. Big numbers. A year and 15 weeks. Getting closer and closer to 69. Another step closer to death. <laughs> Another day closer. Every minute is one closer to the grave. Joe, what are we talking about? Fenton's walking up now. Intuitive eating. Ooh, intuitive eating. So it's one that I wanted to talk about. You just Googled it, so you know what it is. Uh, basically, it's, it's one of those things that pops up quite often and people um, kind of... It's something, it's something that people want to work towards and it's very kind of on vogue to be anti-diet. And, you know, we're not massively keen on using the word diet because it's more of a kind of nutritional approach that we want to think. But diet, the word diet is so kind of embedded in the people that we work with that it's a familiar term. So it's something that we use, you know, when people say, you know, are you struggling with your diet? Do you need to try a new diet? You know, obviously the very, very definition of diet is just the food that you consume across a day, but it's become kind of synonymous whoa, with this kind of idea of restriction and pain and suffering and, you know. Something you do for four weeks and then never do again. Yeah, re- massive restriction. Or you do do it again, but eight weeks later. So intuitive diet has become kind of very trendy, very on vogue. Oh no, I've had a coffee. Keep going. Um, and that's what we're going to discuss about it. So it's very much kind of the emphasis of, a, of an anti-diet. Sorry, there's someone doing pad work right outside our office. Really bad pad work. Yeah, really bad pad work. <laughs> um, and that's what we're going to talk about, the kind of the, the pros, the cons of intuitive dieting, really. Yes. So what is intuitive? Would you say intuitive dieting or intuitive eating? Possibly eating, I suppose, yeah, actually. Because that's the, that's the term that I've heard it used. Yeah, before. intuitive eating rather than intuitive dieting, but it would be one and the same, uh, especially to our demographic. They're going to want to be able to intuitively eat and lose weight. Yeah, it's the idea that you're not following any kind of plan, that you're not restricting any kind of food, um, and you're trying to give yourself the skills that you need to make sensible choices all the time. And I think if we just look at the other options, so you think about like a strict meal plan, it's very, very black and white. Black or white, black and white, either or. In that you have foods that you're allowed to eat in exact portions and no deviation from that. So it's it's so easy to adjust and it's guaranteed with a very few limited hormonal implications going to work. Whereas intuitive eating is like 99% grey, 100% grey isn't it? Because you can eat whatever you want and that's the whole point of it. But you then still need to be able to do that and be healthy. So it's a tough one. I know, and I think you need, to manage. you need to be aware that intuitive eating or intuitive eating choices have got you to where you're at right now. So if that's not, you know, within the body and the health of your dreams, 
then possibly intuitive eating is not the correct approach right now. Just kind of eating what you want, when you want, and in how much you want. It's possibly not, you know, the kind of the best approach that you can be taking. Yeah, and I think it just depends what, um, what the way that you interpret that, isn't it? Because a lot of people will, like paleo, the discussion you had yesterday mm. is not discussion, I mean, you were just chatting shit. The one line. <laughs> is that, you know, you had a paleo meal, a bit of tomato sauce, and someone says, that's not very paleo. Now that is just taking it to the nth degree that you don't need to. And the, the same approach there would be like, I'm doing intuitive eating because X, Y, Z, book, blog, YouTuber said to do it, and I fancy pizza, so I'm gonna eat one now. My body's, work for me. my body's demanding pizza. Yeah, exactly. Whereas actually, that's just your interpretation of it, and that's the interpretation that's gonna get you fat. You know? Yeah, I honestly don't think that's necessarily what they mean. I think, I had a quick look on the website of the kind of the most famous people, and it's got 10, 10 points, which I agree with all of them, but it's whether you think you have the skills to implement them at this current point in your kind of skill set. In your journey. Yeah, so reject the diet mentality, cool with that, we've already discussed that. I think, you know, kind of the idea of, I just actually spoke to someone in our group, when someone joins our group, we welcome them in, we ask them kind of what's your biggest struggle? And through the kind of back and forth with this woman, she's following a 21 low carb hit burn or something like that. And she said she's really struggling already with breakfast. She's on day two. I was going to say, isn't she on day two? Yeah, she's on day two. And I just kind of said, you know, can you see yourself eating like this in six months' time and still enjoying it? She's like, no, it's totally not sustainable. It's okay, so when the 21 days are up, what do you see happening? She's like, I'll go back to eating exactly as I was before and I'll regain all the weight. That's... Is something really good happening on day 22? Huh? Is something really good happen on day 22? Because no. <laughs> that is the only time, it, yeah. that's the only time you could dream like eating like that because then you don't really matter what happens afterwards because you're doing it for a certain, you're doing it for an exact reason, aren't you? Um, but when you run a company called Sustain Nutrition, it's not really the ethos we're, we're going for. No, and again, that comes back to that kind of diet mentality of people thinking like shake diets are a perfect one or lighter life or something like that. People have this terrible relationship with food that's caused them to get to the point that they're in right now, whatever way that is, and they think that by massively restricting their foods and changing those food choices into soups and shakes, they'll lose all this weight, and then afterwards, it's like your body's hit a reset. And I just don't think people even think beyond that. Yeah, they and just think they're just so short-sighted, aren't they? People who buy into that stuff. Yeah, anyway. if you've not built up your skill set, if you've not built up, you know, the the ideas that you have or the relationship with these food choices and why you're making them then you're just going to revert back to type. You're going to go back to that kind of lowest level of skill that you have, which is... Eating whatever you like. Yeah. Ironically, which takes back nicely to intuitive eating. There you go. So the first one, yeah, reject the diet mentality. Honor your hunger. So yeah, again, you know, massive thing that we push is making sure you're full. Full belly is a happy belly. You make poor choices when you're hungry or when your blood sugar's on its ass. Full belly is a quiet mind. Oh, nice. Look that. Uh, make peace with food. So again, you know, this is talking about your relationship with food. I'm all for it, discover the satisfaction factor, feel your fullness, cope with your emotions with kindness, respect your body, movement, feel the difference on your health. These are all things I can get behind. It's just whether the application of them, if you give someone who already has a poor relationship with food, or uses, oh, my phone, uses foods um, as kind of like a sedation or whatever, then giving them a free reign, just saying, you can eat whatever you want without putting any kind of caveats on it, 
is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> no pun intended. I just put um, a post in one of our groups, kind of something along this line. You know, said, you know, the post went out and said, "Where do you struggle?" And people said, "Snacks, wine, school holidays, stress, emotional eating, boredom eating. You know, every different area of struggle around." Because these things lead to higher calories, or they are higher calories themselves. So the first port of call, you know, I said this to them was, and this will fix 90% of the people here's problems, is just to eat more nutritious food. It's to make sure that you're fuller. Because the thing I just said to you about, you know, a full belly is a quiet mind. I went home the other day and I was desperate for some crap food. And I said to the missus, like, should we go to Waitrose and get a posh dessert? Because, you know, I'm super middle class like that. I said, actually, I'll eat a bit of pasta. I don't even know where a Waitrose is. Sorry, I'm a bit old. That way. I could sniff out an Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> I could close my eyes. I could get oh, some, so good. I guess it's so Get some Dowsing <laughs> Rogers and find an Aldi. Well, I don't even know where a Waitrose is. I also shop at Aldi. I didn't just call them. <laughs> and I'll be there later on. And the reason, you know. Laughing I, at people. And then I said to myself, right, well, eat your meal first, and then you can decide. and You've got that inner voice in your head. And this is what I would kind of worry about with, if I was to do intuitive eating, is that my intuition is to eat crap food at a certain mm-hmm. time. And that then you need to do certain things to assess whether that's the right decision or not. And balancing your blood sugar is nearly always it. Because as soon as I'd eaten a meal and a half, I went, oh, I feel loads better. And I'd consumed fewer calories than if I'd gone off to, you know, buy some crap food from somewhere. And this is where people just need to, to really buy into that concept and just to, to push the envelope a bit, because people go, I am eating more food. Like, well, you just need to eat a bit more because you'll just take in so few calories. And one of my clients had four lint balls because they were had some period cravings. That's 300 calories in four tiny balls for- Which is half a bottle of wine. Yeah, which is four, yeah, God, isn't it just, it's 40 grams of food. You know, that is so much rice. It's, you know, pick a carb source that you like, pick a protein you like, pick a sauce that you like, and add a bit more of that to some of your meals. And it will just make a huge difference to your adherence to a diet. And it will make the whole intuitive eating process work much better with calorie control. Because if you just wake up every day and go, what do I fancy eating? I'm gonna eat that. You're just running off what you want. You're not actually working with what's gonna, what's gonna help you. Yeah, and again, it just putting slight caveats on it. Like I said, you know, as a company, as coaches, I've got no problem with my clients drinking wine having pizza, eating chocolate. Eating falling chocolate balls. Yeah, as long as they're happy, comfortable, and realistic about the choices that they're making. You know, if someone's gonna have four lint chocolate balls every single day, they need to be realistic about the possible outcomes of that. And if they're happy with that choice, then I'm all for it. Um, but if you then you get to the end of the week or the month for your coaching program, you've not lost any weight, you've not got the results you want, then that was something that needed to be addressed for me personally. So if, like I say, you know, kind of, we're all four people having these high calorie foods, but I would strongly suggest, and I do strongly suggest to my clients, is you put some kind of limit on it so you know what you're having, when you're having it, and how much you're gonna have, because then you can work backwards from that. So that client could start off with us and go, I'm gonna eat four lint chocolate balls every single day. Fingers crossed this delivery man comes and tries to bang on the window. I'm gonna have four lint chocolate balls every single day, <laughs> And then, you know, the first week they lose weight, and then the second week they lose weight, and the third week they don't lose weight. So then we go, okay, let's go for three lint chocolate balls, you know, or we'll have four, three days a week, or four days a week, whatever it is that you work out with your client. But you need to set a limit, and then you can work back from it. Absolutely, and it's just, 
it's so clear as day, isn't it, when you actually look at a week's worth of food where people struggle and people, and this is one thing when me and you kind of get our nicks into it quite a bit, is people come in and say, I exercise really hard, and I eat quite well, and I follow the Slimming World plan mostly, and I'm mostly vegetarian, but I binge on cheese, and I drink four bottles of wine a week. And you go, okay, so there's your issue then. And it's it's just picking up on your Achilles heel. You know, if you had a graph, an hour by hour graph of your calorie intake over the week, you need to just pick up those massive spikes on the point where there's four, you know, four spikes in a row. Because if you can just bring that down by half, that's gonna be your biggest calorie save. And people often get caught up in, should I reduce the amount of milk in my tea or my portion of sweet potato? And if you go back to that graph, these are the really low spikes. It's the, it's the big peaks that you need to be working on chopping down, especially the ones that don't add much to your life. So if, you know, James is saying, I'm perfectly happy for people to eat whatever they fancy as, as long as they lose weight, and I totally buy into that. But if someone's having, say, a protein bar every single day, is I would just say, is this adding to your life? Is this really a treat? Would you not be better served having one every two days? Because I just don't personally see the necessity in having that. In that I just think that the more you have these things, the less of the treat it becomes. Mm, 100%. And each their own, without just as one day. And you have to look at these things over the course of like weeks and even months. months yeah, yeah, it's how it fits in. So, you know, so say just from a calorie example, if I needed 2,000 calories a day, and Monday I ate 2,000, and then Tuesday I ate 2,500, but then Wednesday I ate 1,750, and then Thursday the same, then everything balances out. So it's not just like your body gets to midnight and goes, right, am I gaining, am I losing, am I maintaining? You can level these things out over the week. You can level these things out over the month, just like your, you know, your, your wage packet. It's not like you have to spend 50 pounds per day or 30 pounds per day or whatever it is. You know, there's gonna be days where you spend nothing. There's gonna be days where you spend 100 pounds, say on a new fucking car battery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's all these different bits and it's how it levels up at the end of the month. Um, so yeah, like Joe says, when people say, have I had, you know, someone say, have I had too many carbs today? Like, well, Mm, oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out John, you wouldn't even be able to know that if you'd weighed all your food yeah. out because activity would just vary by so much or just your metabolic rate depending on what you've done that day so not so much your metabolic rate but the different factors that make up your BMR yeah but like Joe said with the kind of treats and stuff like that it's just figuring out what you think you really need to be happy is it four mint chocolate balls a day I'm going to say no you know could it be four a week Possibly, because then you've got someone to look forward to. And again, I just spoke to a, a guy from the group who said he's, you know, he struggles with sticking to his diet, he ends up binging. Okay, what do you binge on? Quite a strange one. Ham and mayonnaise sandwiches and crisps. He says, okay, so could you have, say, three ham and mayonnaise sandwiches and three packets of crisps a week, and that would keep you on track. So if you had that Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever you, know, you want to have not, it. Not three each time. No, 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 no. Three, three in total. <laughs> three over the week. But then he's never too far away from having this thing that he really, really enjoys. And yeah. then that will keep him on track, you know, for seven days. And it's a very, very little sacrifice to keep him on track as opposed to what he's doing right now, which is maybe lasting a week or two, um, following this too strict a plan, too strict an approach, and then kind of binging, just going, ah, I'm just going to eat a lot of mayonnaise. And then going harder on it for a week, and suddenly, actually, you could have had, like you just said, one every two days, which would have been a massive cutback. Yeah. And I think that would be my, my hesitation with intuitive eating, is that most people don't have the solid enough framework with regards to eating well to be able to then moderate. So back to my meal the other day when I said I wanted to have some high-calorie stuff, is most people will have that hurdle every single day. 
and this is why people struggle with things like snacks and they struggle to, to not eat around their emotions because they they just haven't got a solid enough foundation and eating really does give you that if you can get enough nutritious food in it will just bolster your abilities to do these things whether or not you are super motivated and super stubborn or whether you're, you're not at all it's that you really struggle with and I think that you know forgiving me is a perfect example I'm someone who can be super stubborn and super strict but if you starve me I get a whole lot worse if you feed me well I get a whole lot better so you've got this massive swing that you have complete control over and so often people look at their genetic set and say I just don't have much willpower I've not got a very strong mindset do the things that work for you then make it easier yeah and that was where I'd come back to with intuitive eating is that it's going to be a lot easier when you do the right things to start with and then you have got more chance of getting intuitive eating right if you starve yourself all day and expect yourself to go out and make the right choices you're going to really struggle to, to make the right calls 100% um, it's like the example that you've given before is you're relying on a very good skill set to make good choices all the time so you want to make it as easy as possible someone's just blatantly liked it because Fender's come on um, so the example that you've given before is like say you go to a meeting and you're stuck in this meeting for four hours and you're absolutely starving and then you come out and there's um, a table full of pastries brownies cream eggs <laughs> <laughs> you know just a table full of shit food high calorie food What's gonna happen? You're gonna eat a lot of that food because it's there and you're hungry and your body's just saying, get some calories in, get some calories in, and you're gonna to go to that lowest level of training. Now imagine if you're about to leave the office and someone goes, here, eat this. And it's a fucking, you know, chili jacket potato and salad. You eat that and then you go out. You're either not gonna eat those foods or you might just have a tiny bit of it, you know, a controlled amount. Your ability to moderate there is gonna be exponentially better. Yeah, because again, you've got that full belly, you've got that clear mind, you've got a happy belly. So you can make a sensible choice and this is kind of one of the pieces of advice that we give to clients if they're going to a party where they know or you've got a good idea that when you go to a party the buffet is not going to be catered towards lean protein and vegetables complex no ever is yeah unless no you've got no sausage <laughs> rolls so what sets people right you know you've got two choices you can either well no three choices you can either just go for it and just accept it take it on the chin and go i've eaten a lot of calories cool fine by me as long as you're realistic again you know, you can go and you can say, limit yourself, say, I'm going to have uh, two cheese and pineapple sticks. I'm going to have, you know, three mini sausage rolls and a scotch egg. So you can limit the choices that you're going to have, or, you know, you can eat before you go. And then that's going to help you then limit the choices that you choose to have, or it's going to give you that clear mind where you go, uh, I'm just going to have a little bit of, you know, some chicken thighs. You're doing all the right things, sticks. you're doing all the right things, aren't you, to make your, to give your unconscious mind a chance. To make it as easy as possible for yourself, yeah. To, yeah. to stick to what you want to. People talk about like the chimp, don't they, from the, the book, The Chimp, yeah. chimp Paradox, and that's just kind of quieting your chimp, is like giving your champ, chimp a bit of what it wants, which is to satisfy its blood sugar needs. So if you send that chimp in starving, then you know, shit's gonna go down, isn't it? Yeah, your chimp's gonna be able to survive. Gonna, it's gonna smash the base to bits. You're gonna jump on the table and throw your shit at someone. <laughs> Whereas if he's been fed a bit more, or she, before you go, it's all gonna get so much easier and your ability to intuitively eat. And I think that the point I wanted to make at the start was people often say, I want to not be able to think about this. But that's just not how it's gonna work. You, you know, this is, this is a skill set and I, I'm, hanging out to just rip off the Russell Brand video that I've just watched but mm. just discipline is not what we want to do all the time but it's you know the thing he said was 
self-discipline is self-love in the future. Like you're, you're doing things now to give yourself a better quality of life going forwards. And people look at it, we look at exercise and eating well as a punishment, whereas actually it's something that you're going to benefit, you directly are gonna benefit from. If you do these things, then you're gonna be able to have a better quality of life going forwards. So just by eating some nutritious food and planning your food a little bit in advance, which is just what we see people, you know, we've done this for over nearly four and a half years now, that people just do not do. They do not plan their food in advance sufficiently. And then it all goes to shit. Because, because so yeah, yeah, like I said again, because you're relying on a skill set that you don't have, or you're trying to rely on a skill set. Like just said, you know, people were like, I don't, don't want to have to think about food. You're always going to think about food, but it gets easier with the better skills that you have. So like for me and Joe, so sometimes I'm really hungry. Not sometimes, all the time I'm really hungry. But before I drive home, so sometimes, depending on traffic, it might take me over an hour to get home. So in that time, I will drive past two or three McDonald's. I'll drive past two or three KFCs. So if I'm really, really hungry, it's very easy for me to make a poor choice or I'll start kind of thinking about food. So if I stop and I get a pack of ham or something like that, you know, something just to take the edge off, just to give me that half hour, 45 minutes, an hour's worth of kind of satiety and clear my blood sugar levels, then I'm good to get home, cook some food, or, you know, if I've already got some food prepped, like a chili or something like that, and then I can eat with a clear mind. But I'm still thinking about that and I still have to make that choice. I might be really hungry thinking, right, I'm gonna stop at Morrison's. I'm gonna get some shit donuts or whatever, you know. My what, man. Yeah, my man. Um, whatever it is. But I rely on that skill set that I've built up over time of thinking, actually, let me eat this first, like Joe said earlier, let me eat this first and then see how I feel. I eat that first. Actually, no, I'm good. You know, I, I put up a post the other day um, when I was coming to work, actually. So I'd have some breakfast and then it'd be that, that kind of witching hour where I have a couple of hours. I don't eat, I need to eat, but then I want to train as well, so I need some light. So then I've got a pack of salt beef, 100 grams, 25 grams of protein, uh, 150 calories, bosh, done. And that got me to work, got me to train, then I could eat afterwards. And it's just so easy to convince yourself in that moment, isn't it? And I'd like to, that I, I might let you phrase it because you typed it up, I think it was your client who said, in the morning I can be so certain of certain mm. decisions, and a few hours later, do the exact opposite. Yeah, I'll do the things that are completely opposite and I, and, I, and I despise those decisions. And it's it's so easy in that moment when you are relying on intuitive feelings to make the wrong decisions and that you you justify all this crap. You know, I did it in my head of, you've had a rough day, you're hungry, whatever it is, this is the right call. And your mind is saying it and, and pushing you down that alleyway. And then actually, once you take the edge off, you put the brake on, you buy yourself 10 minutes to think and you go, oh, do you know what, I am chatting shit this is absolutely fine and people are desperate to change this loop and they're looking in the wrong place they're trying to fix the mindset the mindset as a result of the blood sugar and you just need to harness that first I feel like I've said that a thousand times today in general across yeah, clients I'll, and stuff I'll say skill set again yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's just, but it's just so true isn't it yeah, that, until you develop that skill set then do everything you can to make it as easy as possible but that is ensuring that you're eating nutritious foods you know if you want to do intuitive eating like say ensuring that you're eating you're getting the basis covered of eating you know protein at every meal veg at least two meals per day um that you're putting kind of caveats or certain limitations on the higher calorie foods i'm not saying never eat chocolate i'm not saying never drink wine but set an amount that you're comfortable with that you think you need and stick to that or see how that works see if you can stick to that you know, the amount of times we have people who go out I'm going to limit myself to one drink on a Friday night. Epic fail. I had three. Yeah, okay, cool. 
that's not really a failure. That's possibly just that one wasn't realistic. So next time you go out, plan on having three. You know what I mean? And then again, we can work backwards if we need to. Just because you know you go like, I'm going to go out Friday, Saturday night with my friends who always get pissed and I always get hammered with them, but I'm not going to drink. Is that realistic though? Or should you say, I'm going to allow myself four gin and tonics, four gin and diet tonics. You know what I mean? For some reason, I don't don't ever want to say slimline. Anyway. Um, You know what I mean? You've got to go with the realistic approach. Like I said, that intuitive eating, you know, kind of, yeah, intuitive eating thing, you might go out and go, Actually, I'm going to drink 10 gin and tonics. <laughs> I feel like a 10 gin and tonic night today. That sounds like me. If I got to have two pints, like, oh, I'm getting warmer. I'm getting closer to that, that tipping point. Like, oh, here we go. I'll just eat everything I fancy. So I'm all for the kind of intuitive of eating. Uh, I like the idea of it, but it's just whether you have the skill set currently to do it. And odds are, if you're struggling with your weight, you don't. So you need to put some kind of caveats in there. You need to follow some kind of system. Something has to change, isn't it? Because yeah. as you mentioned earlier, like you need some rules to this so, point. Yeah, to this point. So you have to, to change what we're doing. Good. Mm. Enjoyed that one. I think that's good. Yeah. Let's, right. Let's so, yeah. yeah. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Leave a comment. Um, share it with someone. Oh, controversial. If you've got any questions, guys, if you have any burning questions, if you have a particular struggle that you're struggling with, obviously, don't be afraid to email us or DM us or hit us up on the Facebook page, whatever it is. You know, we design this content to help you. We've got loads of free resources, loads of videos, loads of downloads, everything. So, you know, drop us a message and we'll be able to point you in the right direction. But thank you again for all the support and all the love. People giving us feedback. Much appreciate it. Let us know if you're listening. Right. Good night, God bless.